Hey everybody, welcome in to Roosters on Owentangy River Road here in Columbus, Ohio. This is Letterman Live, brought to you by our good friends at Roosters. This is a fun, casual conversation about the Buckeyes. Anthony Schlegel, attack and dominate the difference Let's down go. there at the end. He's back. Jake Stoneburner, first time in several weeks, former Ohio Ooh. State and NFL tight end slash wide receiver, depending on who his coach was. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Toss, you guys know him, the All-American, the captain uh, in the defensive backfield. I am just Austin Ward. I do you guys want to talk about 7314, or do we need to talk about the real stuff that's going Why on? Why not talk about it? <laughs> All right. Let's, okay, we're we can here. start there. We are we're, here. We're here. All right. Yeah. It went about just the way we expected. Uh, Ohio State was a massive favorite last week, and they delivered. Uh, that 42 to nothing first half had the starters out there. It was about as good as you can a display you can put on. Um, then the backups got a bunch of work in the second half, again, just like we thought might happen. I don't know. I don't care where you start, Schlage. What was the most important thing you saw on Saturday? Oh, well, I, I, most important thing for me and probably for Mike as well is the fact that Ohio State defense only gave up 139 yards, right? So that's, that's something. Uh, really, the thing that stood out to me besides the fact of the depth of the positions that we have that you got to see yeah. in the second half is the fact that we ran an onside kick that was of 14 nothing. Yes. And here's the thing. People were like, why is he doing that? He didn't do it when we were up 42 to nothing. Right. He did it when there was still some skin, you know, some skin in the game, right? Like it was fourteen nothing. What happens if they get you know good field position? But he wanted to go out there like we've seen him do earlier in the season and put these type of situations in, put these plays in to where hey, when called upon, this is something that we can execute when we need it. Mm -hmm. They haven't attempted that. Great time to do it, and they ran it flawlessly. So those things, and the last thing would be that we're healthy. Yeah, uh, like you said, the onside kick, you're setting the tone. You know, you're sending some messages, you know, later through the schedule. Hey, we got this in our yeah. repertoire. <laughs> you have and, to prepare uh, be, for it. And be on alert. So, I mean, that was – and it kept the, the offense steamrolling. I mean, it, get, it, it felt good to just kind of watch them and say, you know what, we're just going to keep this thing going. Sony, was there something more important than those two catches for Jeremy Ruckert? Or? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right, okay. there, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, to me it was just um, them showing up and putting Maryland in their place. Um, sometimes great teams can play down to lower talent just because it's Big Ten play. You can overlook, you know, maybe look ahead of Penn State or just these next two weeks, and, and they beat the brakes off them. Yeah. Um, and that's what you like to see off a championship team, not playing down to, like, the lower talent. And to me, them coming up and 42 nothing a half. Yep. <laughs> Come on. I did think it was interesting because this felt like a game, and I wondered if Ryan Day would handle it where you can either go completely vanilla for a couple of weeks both sides of the football, or you can throw a bunch of stuff on film to force Penn State and Michigan to prepare for it. And I thought with the offense, including Jeremy Rucker getting those catches, it was like, here's some more stuff to think about. You saw the jet sweep, the ghost motion, tight ends getting involved in the passing attack. I mean, am, am I wrong there? It looked like Ohio State was willing to say, we can do all of this stuff. Do you think you can stop it? Yeah, I think yeah. that's what kind of the onside kick was like, too, is mm. – Hey, you got to now study everything we can do because it's now towards the end of the season. You got a lot of film to watch. We're going to throw in even more wrinkles just so you guys have no clue where we're coming from and how we're coming from. And what, it, what, what that does is even on defense, right, having the different motions and stuff, guys have to stay at home. The front line guys on a kickoff, hey, we need a, we need a big return here. Well, I can't leave early because we've seen that they could do an onside kick here because that's where Olave plays the position on kickoff. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be very different if he was only in there for that one particular special teams play. Right, it's like, oh, right. there's Olave. Be yep. sure, hey, if that guy's wide, here's his splits. But if it's if it's the same every single time they run kickoff just like that, those guys on the back end have to stay home. 
And that's why you see them being able to do that because also it's giving their guys confidence, it's giving Ohio State offense confidence that, hey, we can run motion. We're not going to have illegal procedure penalties. We're not going to have guys lined up off the ball and, and, and have ineligibles, right? Like we have to work on these things again in li- with live bullet situations so our guys have confidence. This is a confidence builder mm-hmm. along with getting everybody else involved. And those guys that are, you know, underclassmen that are backing up these guys, they now get to eat a little bit, and that's important too. But they got to be able to eat running our system. Right, we're not going to vanilla it down just so you can have be productive. Sure. You're going to have to run exactly what the ones run because when called upon, you got to respond that way. And I think the big thing comes down to coaching. I mean, the way that Ryan Day wants to prepare his coaching staff week in and week out. We have a routine. This is how we prepare. We game plan. Yeah. If we see there's an opportunity for a new wrinkle, let's add that. You know, we catch him in a cover three or we catch him in a, a bastard cover, you know, four. Hey, we want to get that look where we got two you know, tight end running down the scene with number one running down, down, down the numbers. And, hey, we saw, I think, uh, Phil's first uh, completed pass was to the tight end, yep. you know, behind a lot behind the backers, and then he threw a touchdown later uh, to the receiver running down the numbers. So, I mean, they 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 prepared the same as they always do. And Coach Day said, "Hey, we're not going to change. We're just going to do what we do," and it puts up seventy three points. All right, the mac and cheese bites are already they're gone. already gone. The first segment of the show, you're going to have to call <laughs> in the sorry. reserves. I was in a treat stand this morning. This guy I did here. He's drinking coffee. Everybody. We're going to we're gonna we have to flag <laughs> down some help here There's to get professional get right another yeah, order of mac and cheese bites. So good what is Ohio State mug I love it (laughs) (laughs) all right so I haven't mentioned the name Chase Young yet I promise we're going to have a long and long discussion about that these guys all have unique perspective that they will bring to that later on so just purely from the on-field standpoint guys you looked at Saturday I mean Zach Harrison gets his first start he gets a sack Tyreek Smith healthy he goes out there gets two sacks all told the damage was seven sacks that was the highest total of the season for Ohio State and it was without not only Chase Young but Jonathan Cooper you, if you had told me in August you're going to have both of these starting defensive ends missing and Ohio State gets seven sacks in a game, Zach Harrison is starting. I know the guy's a five-star, but I did not think at this point of the year he was going to be ready for that. Even with Coach Jay, it usually takes a year or two years. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, people say it's only Maryland. We go play the game. You play the team that's in front of you. Right. And that, that defensive line showed that there will not be a drop-off. And Devon Hamilton, I think, is playing yes. as well as any nose tackle in the country. Way yeah. to bring his name out because uh, he, I think he had one of the early sacks he in did. the game yeah. along with Malik and Tough. And, and Tough had a really good game. And that's kind of where a game like this is where people don't realize and, and throughout the body of work that they've done, the stats really don't tell the entire story, right? Our right. number ones aren't having the stats that you see at other schools, right? Well, why? Because they're done after the first half or the end of the third quarter, <laughs> yeah. right? So, yeah, the top leading tackler, Malik Harrison, tough one, guess how many tackles they had? Five. Like, that stinks, right? You're looking at, hey, how am I going to pad my stats and be in the conversation for an all-Big Ten linebacker? Well, I'm sorry you only played two and a half quarters. <laughs> right. You know, but that being said, you now have this depth, and it's not just necessarily for this year, but it's for years to come. And the fact that you had, but uh, was it uh, Jean Baptiste? Yeah, Javante Jean Baptiste. Yeah, Jean Baptiste, and you had Harrison starting over him, mm-hmm. I believe, right? Yeah. So that battle's been going on. It's just one. It's a testament to that competitive excellence. There's never a day off. Every time you go out to practice, the job is on the line. Absolutely. Oh, Chase is, Chase is out. Well, guess away. what? Now now it's up to you. And before, at the beginning of the year, that was Gene Baptiste and now it's Zach Harrison. And then guess what? you got to maximize your opportunity. So you go out there, you play the way that we have coached you to play, you handle your assignments, you get some sacks, you get some pressure, boom. That just raises your stock in the eyes of the coaches and your teammates. Wow. So that's the good thing about what happened on Saturday, too. And Stoney Talk about using the tight end. They, 
You can't even just use them on offense. They got Rashad Berry lined up at defensive end again. Like they're everywhere. The tight ends are everywhere for this team, except for scoring touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, hey, when your name's called, no matter if it's special teams, blocking on defense, blocking on offense, catching balls for High State, you go, you go. You go out there and do whatever it takes to get that win. You know, knocked, here, knocked our guy, here, Zach Bourne, out no, of the That's record. what I was going to say. Here's the deal. The reason, the only reason they put him in is because they didn't want to have Zach Bourne <laughs> as the only guy that played offense and then played defense. They went right? Because Zach's like, yeah, that was me. But now they finally snuck a guy in there to be join him in the conversation. A real athlete. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. To Zach's credit, what he did that one particular year, if you guys don't remember, Zach went from playing offense and then yep. the next week starting at linebacker versus and actually had a really good game and played the rest of the year at linebacker because defensively we needed some juice and a spark, and that's kind of how Zach was. But, again, bodies are bodies, and he has the ability to play both sides. That's just great. It's great for him, and it's great for the coaches in depth. Stoney, yeah. back in 2012 when Zach did that, mm -hmm. what credibility does that give somebody in the locker room doing what Rashad Berry is doing now? You guys need me in another way? I'll do it, whatever. How, do, how does that help? It's crazy to think about, uh, especially when we were playing because – well, Zach Boren, you know, going from fullback to – he always thought he was a linebacker because he played <laughs> in high school. I mean, he was a linebacker, and, and he went out and proved it. And he just – it uh, it earned that respect around – not that Zach didn't have it anyways, but, like, he was out there talking how good he was at linebacker. Then he went out and played a big-time game and <laughs> yeah. had eight or nine tackles. Okay. Uh, not that – it just – Validified what Zach was bringing to the table, and I think that can only help the locker room now that we have guys willing to do whatever to get these wins. What do you think about the defense on Saturday, Dawson? I mean, the defense played dominant football. I mean, you know, the young guys gave up a little bit of yardage and a couple of touchdowns, but at the end of the day, you're getting reps, you're getting quality, you know, real life bullets, and those guys are just, you know, preparing for their opportunity. As Slag said, I mean, you were one play away. I mean, as we see, we are one decision away from an NCAA sure. to be starting. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you got to come out prepared, and I just love the way they flew around. They they had fun, even though it was late in the game. They started with cheering each other on, trying to make plays. You know, we got an interception from another safety, you know, so I'm excited. Yeah, of so, course yeah. you like that. Yeah. Well, hey, the other thing, too, is what Sony said. There's a big word. It starts with a C, ends in commitment. It's called commitment. Right? And, like, that's the one thing. Uh, you're like, I, I flow that I thought out. it was going to end in pace. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I don't even need to go there. Right? That's up to you to go there. But the fact is, like, Coach Meyer always talked about four, the four things of building trust. And one was character, competence, and then commitment, right? And so, one, you got a kid that has a high-character guy. He is competent at being a tight end. But you know what? He's committed overall to the team first. Mm -hmm. And wherever the team needs you, that's where we're going to put you because we want the best 11 out there. And what that does for the younger cats, it's like, hey, listen, I need to build up my, my entire repertoire of things that I can do and how I can add value to this team. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break, get a word from Roosters real quick. I'm sure that, uh, yeah, he's going to another order of mac and cheese bites probably coming for Schlegs. Uh, we'll see what else he can dig into. We will be right back to roll along talk about Ohio State as Rutgers comes next week. All right, let's take a quick break there from the Ohio State football talk. We bring in Nicole Cox from Roosters, one of our great friends of the program <laughs> here. And uh, it's Veterans Day. It is. And it's just it's really cool what Roosters does to support the things. veterans. It's and a very, very special day to us. Um, you know, we look at it as we wouldn't be where we are today without all those who serve our country. Yeah. And today is a day to celebrate them. If you look around the store, you know, <laughs> we get very festive. Um, and every veteran that comes in, we give a $10 rooster buck um, as long as they provide you know identification that they're a vet yeah. and um we just we just so dearly want to thank 
all of them. Yeah, it's really cool walking I came in today, saw all the new Roosters shirts, the camo this yes. year. <laughs> you guys really get into it. That's so cool. And then uh, I'm sure that that picks up the business, but uh, just we, having them in the Roosters Foundation, supporting those veterans, I know how important that is yes. for you guys all year round. It's very, it's very important to us. And we um, are partnered with Third and Goal Foundation, which was um, founded by Brady Quinn. And they, um, it's a way for us to give back to veterans in that way as yeah. well. We just, we want as many outlets as we can, because again, we're just so appreciative of their service. So, <laughs> and we actually came across a bunch of our own employees that are vets as well. And we were so excited to spotlight them on social media. <laughs> Yeah, it was very neat. Yeah, it's not just today. It's all, it's all year round. But it today is. is the day that you get your $10 Roosters Bucks. Yes. You don't want to miss that. Come in today. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, you've also got the holidays coming up. So while we've got you here. Can you like, believe it? I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> no, I mean, there's only three weeks left in the regular season. So in my brain, that's like, okay, well, the holidays are coming up after yes. that. But you guys have a lot of stuff planned, too, for the next couple months. What's What we can do. people look forward to at Roosters? So Day? we still have a couple weeks left of the Buckeye Bowl trip giveaway. People can register for it. And then um, our holiday bonus buck promotion starts at the end of the month where every $50 in gift cards you buy at Roosters as gifts, you get a gift in return, a $10 bonus buck. So it's our way of, you know, you give and you shall receive. Nicole, I don't want to put you on the spot. What if there's a second bowl game the national championship what are we going to do then i well i'm thinking there is going to be one and we will go to the first bowl there's game. the prediction yes. okay. all right just to clarify all right we got that locked up It'll be that uh, i think it's going to be the fiesta bowl in phoenix but nicole doesn't have to weigh in on that that's my spot i so. do too hey guys the last time i made a prediction we were all i was almost spot on yeah. so you know it's pretty easy to bet on the buckeyes right now they're rolling along they're uh, doing so well always watch them we got that that game against rutgers on saturday can come watch it at roosters if you're here in columbus yes 3 30 come hang out out here at Olentangy River. It's the place to be. Nicole, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Austin. All right, back to the show. All right, welcome back into Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Uh, Schlegs polishing off probably another plate of something. I'm not even sure what he's got going over there. He's got his Arnold Palmer. I was digging into Doss's pickle chips this week. Okay. Um, I, I promised we would talk about it. We can't avoid it. Um, the story uh, was broke at Letterman Row on Friday. Chase Young with the NCA situation, taking a loan from a family friend. Uh, and the way that this process works, I think I've been asked this a bunch of times, is it a suspension from Ohio State? Is it a suspension from the NCAA? How's it going to resolve? Well, uh, both and neither. Uh, Ohio State has to immediately. That sounds awful. Yeah, right. well, I, I mean, mean, what the Sam Dickens is that? Well, like, Ohio State both. didn't you know, just right. decide that this rubbed them the wrong way and suspended Chase Young, and the NCAA wasn't digging into it. It was reported by Ohio State, and the NCAA – has guidelines for how they should handle so so Chase Young was it reported by Ohio State? It was brought to their attention after the Wisconsin game. Well, I see what you're saying there, Sony. I, I'm sorry for misreading the cue. I'm not. I won't. I won't, I won't dive into that. I'll let you like handle really? your own. But uh, Ohio State had to rule instantly ineligible, and that's what Chase Young is currently until they get a word back on the appeal for his status. That could be two games. It could be four games. Could be. The worst-case scenario would be the end of his career. Everything that I have heard suggests that this is going to be a two-game suspension for Chase Young and that he will miss Saturday's game against Rutgers. It's not a prediction for me. It doesn't mean that that's what 100% is what's going to happen, uh, as, as became obvious with the report from ESPN that was refuted by Ohio State on Saturday. Nobody actually knows what the suspension is going to be until the NCAA decides and the appeal is heard. So now that I've got that all out, out there, uh, there's probably a dozen other questions that I just created. Well, let's reference a couple precedents. Let's go back to A.J. Green okay. at the University of Georgia, sold his jersey, bold jersey, and he ended up having to pay back what he what it cost, what he what he ever sold it for, and he sat out, that. I believe, two games. Yep. You know, and then you have Ha Ha Clinton Dix 
at the University of Alabama. Same kind of situation. Took a loan, and he's you know predicted to sit out several games. Ends up sitting out two games. So we talking about big universities: Georgia, SEC, Alabama. Prominent, you know, university with great players in their squad, and this is probably another case where I would assume, you know, again, I'm not the expert here, and I'm not making the <laughs> final decision, but Chase Young, you know, will probably miss maybe one more game, if that, and hopefully be back on the field based off the parameters, and there's been precedence before this, so it's not like this is the first time this ever happened, and we're just trying to, you know, you know, make someone an example, right? Uh, you know, special you, delivery over <laughs> here. Uh, yes, thank you. Yeah. Right in the middle of NCAA, NCAA so, violation talk. We'll lighten right. it up with some yes. mac and cheese. Right. And, and from if it, the true words of it, it wasn't an agent and what has been brought to the attention uh, of the investigation, it's like, hey, you know, how do you penalize a kid who's done everything right? His whole, you know, he's, he's grown up and he wants, you know, a significant other or a family member to attend the Rose Bowl where it's a trip to California. I mean, his family's in Maryland. You know, and what I mean costs money. It costs money. So I mean, you guys, you guys have been through this before. And what what I'm most interested in in this case is when the NCA decides what they're going to do and what the final penalty is. How can it be at the same time that they're trying to give guys their name, image, and likeness rights? Where if Chase Young had had an autograph session last December after the Big Ten championship game before huh. the Rose Bowl, right? Well, who would he have needed a loan from? Exactly. Nobody. Nobody. And so how, you, you're either going to – He's making way more money you, than Mike Dawson's doing. For one signing. And I just – you know, you look at it, it's like, well, I mean, I know the rules are the rules, and he broke them when the rules were in place. But it would seem pretty hip hypocritical if they're like, well, we're going to make this the maximum penalty available for Chase Young. But, you know, if it had happened after next season, he could have totally done it and everything would have been fine. I know that that's a flippant way of looking at it, but – you guys know that you've been gone through this for your years where you were amateurs and not allowed to do anything, how significant this could be and how it changes the game so that we won't even have to talk about something that, frankly, this loan being paid back seems like a really stupid way for the best player in college football to be missing games. It's crazy. I lost a whole senior year, a junior year, all because of something similar. Yeah. That was a lot more guys and yeah. maybe a lot more involved. Right. But at the end of the day, it was guys benefiting from their name. Right. right. And their likeness. Yeah, and I lost two, almost two years off my career. My last season didn't count, and I lost my head coach and five starters, all because they benefited off their name. Uh, to me, it's pretty ridiculous, especially the, with Chase just paying back the loan. Not from an agent. It's not from an outside. Well, we don't know, but from his words, it's not. It blows my mind he even is getting suspended. Right. Um, I get why, kind of, from the NCAA's perspective of violating a rule, but the fact that that's even an option for someone to get a loan so he did it the right way, pay it back on time, mm -hmm. or with whatever money he had, it's not like he got someone else to pay back his loan. <laughs> he paid back his own loan, yeah. which you're supposed to do, and yet he's still getting in trouble. Yeah, my, my biggest thing is, uh, well, one, and then also in 2012, we lost the opportunity to go to a bowl game, and they were undefeated, so they probably would have played Notre Dame, not Alabama, because they had a loss, yep. in the national championship game, and Notre Dame was not very good, and we probably would have beat them there, and Coach Bauer had his first national championship at Ohio State in 2012. So the ramifications for all those different things that that happened in that 10 season mm -hmm. and in the 11 when we went six and seven, mm -hmm. right? It was it was awful. And then you look at this, and I'm not going to get into hypotheticals because I because I honestly don't know the entire situation. Some says it was somebody aspiring to be an agent that's a family friend. Like I don't know, but at the end of the day, like going back, I was on Pilgrim. I didn't have a lot of money. I understand exactly where Chase is coming from. My my wife 
happened to be up here at the time when I was playing, and I didn't have to fly her. Like, she would, would, would go with me from Columbus, Ohio, to the bowl game in Tempe, but I had to pay for it. Well, guess what? She worked. She was my sugar mama. It was amazing. <laughs> right, right? So, right. She, so we could afford to go out there and do that. But at the end of the day, where all these things are moving forward in the future and player likeness, that should happen. But guess what? I guarantee you it's not going to be the only time that we talk about somebody else taking a loan. The one thing that Chase Young did, period, period dot, was the fact that he came out and said, I was wrong. And I owned up to it, yeah. right? Autom- and then automatically, regardless of what's being said, Ohio State took the, mo- the more conservative route and looked at our schedule and probably looked at exactly <laughs> like what Mike Doss did. and said, okay, if we rule him ineligible for Maryland, right, and we bring this to the attention of the NCAA because it was brought to our attention. Right. So then we went through it and we brought it to the NCAA's attention that, hey, these things happen, potential violation, we have ruled him ineligible versus Rutger or versus Maryland. At max, based off of that, and even if the precedent is four, but then they got reduced to two, you're like, okay, even for this, something is so small, something that somebody, you know, we can't really wrap our heads around, the max that can happen for violating something that the NCAA deems, you know, that he broke, a rule that he broke, it's going to be two games. No better two games than you can have than Maryland and Rucker. Because at the end of the day, when we need him the most is Penn State and at that team up north. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of, I guess, good fortune for Ohio State because – uh, this this is the other question that comes up a lot. Well, if he did this last year and he played the first eight games, did, could Ohio State have to forfeit those games back? Do they have to vacate? No, because it was not brought until their attention until after Wisconsin. Unless Chase Young was aware that he should have been ruled ineligible and if Ohio State knowingly played him, then that's the situation. But as you're saying right there, Schlegs, it's not like they said, hey, let's pick Rutgers and Maryland because no. we can do without him. He had to be ruled ineligible from the moment they found out until the moment he was cleared. That's just the way it works. And I know that everyone loves to talk about Ohio State and like, yeah. oh, how convenient that would be to get him back for Penn State. It was get super him back convenient. For Michigan. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah. Yeah, it works I mean, out. But guess what? Somebody tipped him off at that amount at that time. Right. I don't know who it was. Who's, Lots the, people, yeah, who's the whistleblayer? Yeah. No, we don't, but it no doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't it's not matter. like Ohio State waited until eight <laughs> games were in the rearview mirror until Chase was number two in the Heisman race. <laughs> right. It was like, guess what? I, we're going to do it right now. Yeah. Like, that's just not the way it works. And that's unfortunate. I mean, you look at a situation where the, the kid is you know, performing well. He's getting to the height and, and, and just had a great game in a big on a big stage. And a bye week comes, and here we go with, a, 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 with someone trying to be a whistleblower <laughs> to hurt Ohio State. Uh, it, it's just unfortunate. And the NCAA has – had to change the rules. I'm glad the governor of California, you know, pressed the issue. You know, he, I'm glad he pressed the issue to make a move because, you know, the NCAA has been standing behind the word student-athlete for decades, mm-hmm. you know, and what we generate as athletes generate millions, if not billions of dollars for the NCAA. So you got these board of trustees just sitting there, you know, <laughs> patting their pockets and trying to so-called, I mean, the, the March Madness is a billion-dollar month or it's a billion, billion dollar. Well, that, that, you know what? You bring up March Madness, and that brings up another point. The fact that you have coaches that are in federal documents working on paying off $100,000 to par- parents yeah. and potential players, and yet they're still coaching. Right. And then you have a guy like this in, in Chase Young, and he is now ruled ineligible as he's climbing the ladder. Probably after this week, let's say he has another monstrous half, and he's the all-time leading sack record. He gets it, like Let's say he gets two more, so now he's at 15 and a half. Yep. Joe Burrows just had a game. He just had a game. 
is probably Burroughs and him. Yep. Right? In that in that thing. But yet he can't play because as soon as they found out about it, he had to be ruled ineligible. However, in college basketball, they're still investing in these <laughs> they're guys. Still they're still looking yeah, at them. But guess later. what? But guess what? The coaches aren't sitting out yeah. for right. their teams. And right? the guy at Memphis didn't even sit <laughs> the game. I don't know yeah. what is going to happen with that. That's but, what I'm saying. Right. Like what they did, Bobby brought up this point on the radio. is like they just pushed the issue. Like I'm going to keep playing them. Yeah. Until you suspend them. And then if that's the case, then why why did it happen in 2010 like that for us when if they didn't really know about it, yeah. especially everybody else, because it, it affected everybody on the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if they're just saying, hey, we're going to push this issue, that's what they're doing in basketball, yeah. and let the chips fall where they may. I think that Ohio State, knowing and understanding the situation, Chase Young being very um, – open about what transpired probably looked at it like are you telling us the truth absolutely i'm telling you the truth this is exactly how it went down they're probably looking at that and saying okay there's probably going to be some type of ruling it's probably going to be in the form of some type of suspension yeah so you know what as soon as we found out we're going to do it right now it just happened to be to where it fell on two games that are meaningless for ohio state yeah. right and for, in the grand scheme of things yeah, right. but we're going to do it now that's just how it works it's unfortunate though for chase and all the and all the guys yeah. because that's what they want. They want their buddy to succeed and be successful and be in that conversation. It's also good for, for us in recruiting, too. It'd be a pretty unfortunate way, I think, for the Heisman campaign to end, but he's still got a couple big games at the end of the month where he can play and, and make an impression. We'll talk a little bit more about that and uh, this not-so-big game against Rutgers on Saturday when we come back. Hey, college football fans, it's Zach Bourne here. You need to check out BetDSI.com. BetDSI is a great way to use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash. That's right. BetDSI is the top-rated online sports book. They've been paying winners for over 20 years. The reason they've been around that long is because they have got the fastest payouts in the industry. Plus, the user interface and mobile site is the best in the business. Play, win, and get paid. It's that simple. It doesn't matter if it's college football, the NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, eSports, reality TV, virtually anything. You can bet it. You can bet on it at betdsi.com and get paid right now. There's no better way to add some excitement to games that you already are watching. Check out their live betting, where you can bet on games throughout the entire matchup, every play, and every minute until the end. BetDSI has a special deal for Letterman Row fans. Use the promo code ROW100 to get a 100% bonus match. That's more than double, that's right, more than double your money to start winning today. Once again, go to betdsi.com and use promo code ROW100 and get this limited 100% bonus offer to make some extra cash on the sports you know and love. BetDSI promo code ROW100. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters, the final segment of the show. Usually it's uh, breaking down matchups and picking the score and you know, I guess we had a little practice with this last week with the pushover well, from the It'll yeah. just be you guys eating. Like, <laughs> okay, let's start there then, Schlegs. Can they score 100? I, no. I believe so. Right. If Rutgers' intern head coach is two years out of being a high school head coach, we should be able to put up 100 points. <laughs> we could put up 100, 100 I, points. I did see <laughs> it's going to be the highest spread ever. It's 50 and a half. half. It's, going, it's going up through it's the still going What's up. the number right now? 50, 50 and a half. half. 50? It opened at 50 and a half. 50 I believe it's half. 55 now. It's 52? Gone up. 52 and a, 52 52 and a half. half. It's, gone, it's gone like this. I wish this. I would have got it when it was at 50. Wow. <laughs> but you can't so bet in points. Ohio yet, so I didn't want to drive <laughs> in the air. Drive across. <laughs> Zach Warren. Drive. Yeah, Zach's drive over there. <laughs> Zach, where are you? I got to get these points in right now. They're going up. So, no, you don't think they can? Like, they probably could, but they're not going to. Okay. No. But the way – 
Here's the only thing I'll say as a counterpoint to that. We saw we saw with Ryan Day last week, and you mentioned this. He'll play the first half. You don't know what's going to happen. Put all the starters out there, kicked onside. Rutgers are not going to be able to move the ball. They're not going to be able to stop them. I think about the 42-point half or uh, 42-point second quarter against Miami of Ohio. Yeah. You could do that twice. Like yeah, you now you're in the 80s. Yeah. You're 84. And then you're there. And guess what? They're still not going to be able to stop Marcus Crowley when he gets in there, when Master T gets more mm -hmm. uh, reps. And here's the other guy. We talked about this with on the Tim May podcast. Uh, Demario McCall, if he's your fourth McCall. best guy, like I've, I've been critical of him not being able to find a role all year, as you guys know on this show. Yeah, two touchdowns last but week. But if yeah. he's your fourth guy, he's still better than most teams have, and any defense at Rutgers is not going to be able to stop him. Yeah. So I'm not. I, I might predict later this week that they could get 100, because I just think it's it's possible. And they're so worked up and so upset about everything else that's going on with. How Chase do you know Young. they're upset? <laughs> well, I mean, you cover them all the time. Right. But, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll just say. Because you said they love their brother and they wanted him out there. I, I, can, see 80, I can see 80 points. I yeah, can see 80. I can see that too. What I do you got, Stoney? I just think Ryan Day's heart won't do 100. He'll just, <laughs> I mean, his heart would just say, we, yeah. I mean, listen. <laughs> What's funny to me is, like, Schlegs told us last week, what do you do? You put him in the dirt. You go out there, yeah, you get you a chance do. to play. And we yeah, you get yeah. up, like, where's my junk? And now Schlegs like, no, we're just going to. No, 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 no. But here's what I'm saying, though. Here's where this goes, right? They're going to run their game plan. They're going to yep. work on things that they've been working on practice. Yeah. Like that's what you do. It's they keep score. <laughs> they keep score for a reason. Yeah. So you go out there and you try to score. The problem is for Rutgers is the fact that our second and our third and our fourth are better than your ones. <laughs> yes. Right. And so you're going to go call those plays. You, it's still an opportunity to compete and go win a spot in the picking order after the year. Yeah. Period, yeah. right? So those guys, every time yeah. they get an opportunity, they want to go maximize it, right? Yep. And so yep. that's what's going to happen in that second half. And the, the problem is that Rutgers will still won't be able to move the football on our defense, mm -hmm. and they'll probably try to take some, you know, they'll have some risk. Hey, we're going to go for it on fourth down, or we're going to do some type of trick play, which could go into a turnover. And we see now the Buckeyes capitalize on those turnovers very, very quickly because we have great field position. So that's kind of how the game's going to look. I could see us putting up 50 at half. And then probably another thirty or forty in the second with the backups. It's just that's so many points. I, it's that's just it, 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 the only way that can happen weather, is the weather, if they if they yeah. have good field position and they capitalize right. on yeah. turnovers. As I say, if we get some defensive touchdowns or a punt return, a kick return. Who knows what the weather's going to be on the East Coast this, this weekend? We hearing a lot of snow coming in. Mm -hmm. So I mean. You give or take. It's what day is that happening? Do you know? Do you know what day that's happening? Because I know the deer will be on their feet moving before that big storm hits. Tonight. You know? It's snowing tonight. Uh, it's not coming. I already hunted this morning. I'll be out there in the morning, though. I'll, I'm going to argue with myself a little bit. On do this it. Yeah, so do you, it. You bring up something that's interesting to me. Like with trick plays, Indiana did that. It was one of the first and only touchdowns you know that you saw early in the season against that first-string defense. I don't know if Rutgers wants to take any chances to win this game or – to try and score a touchdown. I wonder if they will just line up, hand it off three times, and be done with it, and try and get the game over as quick as possible for them. Because it's not Ohio State that just wants to avoid injury in this game. Rutgers could legitimately be injured by Chase Young coming after their quarterback if he played, <laughs> or Tyreek Smith, or Tuff Borland, or Malik Harrison. Like, I'm not trying to – I don't, I don't mean to completely I mean, belittle them. Man. They're still I mean, they're Big all, Ten you know, athletes. I get mature, that. Yeah, Big Ten athletes. But, I mean. but you saw this with other teams that have played Ohio State. They don't try to make any sort of comeback. They don't, they're content to let the clock run, too, because they know that they can't compete on the same field as them. And that's where Ryan Day will, especially in that fourth quarter, the passes that they do you know, try to execute will all be 
inbounds, right? right. They're not going to probably be taking deep shots, right? right? They're going to now again. They want to see what their quarterbacks can do and what their wide receivers can do, but they're probably going to be more short and intermediate passes to keep the clock running. Right now, that's that's how you still be competitive, but also not just completely embarrassed because again, they already are embarrassed. So right. the score is seventy-three to fourteen. You're embarrassed, yeah. Yeah. right? I mean, what's the difference between ninety to zero? It's still a blowout and it's still embarrassing, yeah. right? But at the end of the day, let's go get our work done mm-hmm. so we can get back home and prepare for the next one. And ultimately, what he's looking at, this is what he's looking at. What is our guy's focus? On the road on Friday in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Does that look different mm-hmm. than the Wisconsin Friday? Sure. Yep. That's what he's looking at because if you have an elite team, it's going to be the exact same regardless of who you're playing because that's what they're going to have to have for the next two weeks mm-hmm. versus Penn State and that team up north. Sony, these guys had to answer this last week with Maryland. They were how, how they handled being big favorites. When you guys went through it, when you saw the opponent, you watched the film, like you know what a team can do. Mm-hmm. How did you try and keep your mind right? Did you ever feel that slip in when you knew you could probably walk out on Saturday and be fine? Um, <laughs> I know Stoney. <laughs> I coached him. I can't, I can't wait to hear this answer. I'm going to be there and show up and play. Because, yeah. um, I mean, the coaches, they're honest with you. Okay. Yeah, we should whoop their ass. We're whoop their asses. We good. I mean, there is, <laughs> there's if no, there's not if in our if ands or buts about it. We are the better team. We should beat their ass. So yeah. that's how you prepare. Um, it's the coming out flat in the crowd that can because yeah. you know you're better than them. The whole team knows it. Yeah, I know I'm better than the guy across from me. It's just that atmosphere. Sometimes it, that if it's noon, slow moving morning. Yeah. It's like oh man. Tough to get it going. It's at 3:30, uh, right? It's at 3:30. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And I'm sure that Rutgers would be really <laughs> excited if they announce Greg Schiano as their new head coach or their new old head coach on Saturday on Friday. That'll really bring the people into the seats. No, also, no way. It's going to be 90% Buckeyes. What a brilliant move that is too. Like, imagine this. I was telling somebody this the other day. It became clear that Greg Schiano, that deal is almost completely done. Oh, he's uh, going back. Yeah, almost. A, it's almost good for him, man. The Greg's a good dude. And yeah. so. Their reporters are saying, so they had, a, they had a big party last week, the Celebration 150. Could have announced it then. Instead, they're saying, oh, it's probably going to be on Friday. Oh, really? The day before the Ohio State beat that has a lot of questions about why the, what wrong with that defense, right. the Tennessee situation. You're going to wait until the Columbus media Shows is up. in New Jersey? Yeah. That's, some, that's some great thinking. Rutgers does really – they, their AD does a lot of really good things, like dog cussing out reporters about a scandal <laughs> in the softball, right? You heard that, right? I sure did. Yeah, go look that up. I'm like, why'd you have to cuss them out? Like, just say, hey, listen, here's what we're doing. But no, I wanted to, you know, mother F somebody and call them yeah. a blank bag, right? Great job. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Bring all the Columbus media there. and let's. Yeah, you're going to have them come out and right. wave at halftime? Like, like if it's me, and it is me, I'm going to be there on Friday. If they have a Greg Schiano press conference, I have to think in my mind, is it worth it to go? And it's probably not. But if you bring him out, on, I could go, and others could go, mm-hmm. and it becomes not about Rutgers yep. feeling good about their past. It becomes Greg Schiano. How did you have the number 73 total defense in the country last year? With you left, and all the same players are now the number one defense in the country with a bullet, with a silver bullet. Are you going like, to ask him that like, question? I mean, you don't have which, on Friday, like, here's the thing. The guy on, Friday, on Friday, I wouldn't I do that. It's not going to be that. worth it to me. <laughs> we're, we're trying to talk to some other commits maybe in the New Jersey area. So yeah. it's, I'm, that's, I'm not going to spend my Friday. But here's the problem. If you do that on Friday, he's going to be at the game on Saturday. And then all of the media, including me, we got nothing to lose. We got nowhere else to be. We're going to talk to Greg Schiano. 
Is that what you want? Well, yeah, right, right. They have to open them up for But let for alone that. all the current players looking back and going, oh, coach is over here now. Let's show them who we It's hey, such a Rutgers system. Let's really drop 100 Right, now. let's really drop 100 <laughs> Well, you know, the, the only reason from a Rutgers standpoint as to why they want to do this before the Ohio State game is because it's an Ohio State game. Yes. <laughs> and it's going to be full they're actually oh, Buckeye there. fans, so there right. actually be people in, in the, the stands. And guess what? And so They'll get booed by the Ohio State fans. Which is yes, fine, but they got recruits there. Yep. And it's and, and and for a program like Rutgers, it's like it's not necessarily what we have right now, but what we're building and who you get to play against. Like you see that team out there, you get to go play them. You might be a three or four star guy. Why don't you stay home yeah. and help us build something here? Mm. So the next time they come to town, it's a different story than this. Gotcha. That's the why they would. Again, looking at it, that's the why they would do that now because he already is going to have recruits coming in, mm-hmm. so he can show them that. Right, as right. far as to me, why did they just do it two weeks ago? Because then you got more time recruiting. That makes way more sense <laughs> as opposed to just doing it now. But that being said, that's probably the re- the rationale behind as to why they would do it this weekend. Yeah. Probably be the best atmosphere of the season. You know, yeah. High State's coming to town. Yeah. It makes it makes sense. Most recruits because now you get a you, you get a dog and you put a chip on his shoulder. It's like, hey, don't you want to come here and think about where the kids getting recruited out there, right? The kind of guy that a Rutgers is getting, maybe a Pitt, maybe a Syracuse, maybe a Buffalo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You want to go play for Buffalo when you come here and play in the Big Ten against UConn, a number one, number right. two team in the country? Mm-hmm. And True. why don't you stay here and let's go get a big freaking chip on our shoulder? And the next time they come to town, it's not eighty percent Buckeye fans, but it's you know, 70% Rucker fans. Yeah. Like, that's I re- what I want to build. Like, why don't you do that with me? I'm going to give you devil's advocate. Give it I to think me. all the East Coast players want to come to the game against Ohio State because they can't travel to Columbus. <laughs> so right, they're, like, yeah. they're like, Rutgers, hey, I, I, get free, I get a good chance to see Ohio State in person. <laughs> Give it, I'll sign up for that. Right? Yeah, they're like, hey, man, yeah, I'm, right. I'm interested I'm, in, which uh, game in you Rutgers. Right. Yeah. Slash go Bucks. <laughs> you know? like, they're like, oh, there go. you got to pick which one they you want to visit. Right. All right, uh, this has been Letterman Live, uh, brought to you by Roosters. Uh, Usually Are we, we got, done? We we're going to do the score prediction. Oh, I thought we were just still Ooh. eating. Well, you can eat whenever you want. Yeah, you I got to calculate seven times a lot <laughs> in my <laughs> head here. Start, we'll go with Stoney then. Stoney, okay. what do you got? He's a financial advisor. He's good with numbers. He does the math. Yeah, math guy. Man, 73 times in one year. That's a big ass. <laughs> Is that a record? I'm going to have to check. Look that it up. Has, I got you. It I got has you. to be. Okay. I mean, well, that, I, it's 84, <laughs> I was 87. Man, I'm still – yeah. I'm gonna go fifty to ten. Ooh, I mean they're gonna ooh ten beat the breaks off them. Okay. Um, that second half, that second half, you can be up forty-five nothing, and then all of a sudden it's just the second half can just teeter by and they score mm. here. So. Fifty to ten. All right, Stoney set the bar, Schlegs. You're up. Fifty to ten. That's that's embarrassing. <laughs> um, no. Dude, uh, no. You, in my day, if we won fifty to ten, we that's because it was in your day. Right. We didn't have. Ryan Day. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, right? right? You know what I'm right, saying? Proof right. David Copperfield. Uh, <laughs> Look how good he's doing at this TV stuff. Oh, I'm looking at yes. I'm looking oh, at 80 goodness. to nothing. 80 to nothing. Doss? I'm going 70. Man, I'm going 77. 70 to 7. We covered the spread. We're going 70 points. We'll put it on. 91 to nothing. <laughs> I like it. Are they worse in 2012? 11. I think we played Eastern Michigan. Like they hadn't won a game in four years, yeah. and we won 73 nothing. And I can't p- picture a worse team than that. And 73 points is so many to score. Yeah. I keep having. I got, in, in the press box last weekend, you know, Spencer Holbrook and Tim May were asking me about it and trying to compare them to other teams. I'm like, 
I, w- I would like to see them play Miami of Ohio. Like, <laughs> I think that's the level of team that we're talking about here, and I've, I've been really mean to them in the show, but how am I not supposed to be? They're just – they don't belong in the Big Ten. No, they don't no. belong on a field with Ohio State. And, like, I don't, I don't see how they can possibly stop them. I don't see how they can move the ball. Like, they've had other injuries in their quarterback play. They're down – you know, they've had injuries that have hurt them. I understand that. But they're, they're just – they had one game where they threw for one yard. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, like my prediction? <laughs> we threw for uh, my senior year. We again, threw for 12 yards again, one game. Again, okay. this is not your senior year. <laughs> that offensive staff is at Michigan State now. Right. Okay, this is different. For a couple more days. This is different. different right? These guys, these guys. <laughs> they lose Saturday. It's yeah. over. Yeah, it's uh, true. I didn't, I, we didn't have Justin Fields at no, quarterback either. No, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, the difference is that we have so many more weapons oh. across the board. And the depth of, like, the drop-off between the one and the two, it's like that, mm-hmm. right? I Minimal. mean, they still, if you look at their depth chart, there's a bunch of ores there. All over the place. Yeah. It's that close, right? And then so, and then the drop off from two to three is that close. There's still an or. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the problem. Even even our third string guys, which I know because I coached you and I know those those teams, mm-hmm. the depth from one to two, for most part on there was was significant. The 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 drop off from two to three was monumental, yep. right? And yeah. like now we don't have that because we've brought in. Oh, it's crazy. The, the amount of recruits that we have that yeah. are so talented, and they are really, really developed. Mm-hmm. And they work on their craft, and the coaches do a great job of that. So they're ready to go when called upon. That's really the difference and why I think 80. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Sorry. Let's see. I, hey, I, really, Ryan, I would Ryan love to see him push for I just would like to see it. Yeah. But it's uh, going to be over 700 yards again. Yeah. Hey, the real question should be, do they hold them under 100 yards off or de- oh. on defense? That's they the real hold, question because that's bumpy. Now, that's I mean, a bet. That's yeah, a bet. Yeah, yeah, over yeah. under 100, say 125. I'm going to say under 125 on offense. Total offense. Yep. That's a that's a bet. That's got to be. I'm going to say under 125. That's got to be under. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, under? T- I'll right. take that. I'm just coming for oh, that's a lot of points. All right, how about 700 yards of offense under oh, or over? Oh, that's way over. Way over. I think it's way over because I predicted 80. You predicted 91. <laughs> you got to be way over, too. Well, there might you be predicted some, there 50. Might, hey, so he's like, like 500 there, yards. There might be some short drives, though. They get the field. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Their offense sure. could be so bad <laughs> that we're just getting the ball at the, on at the, the 40, at the 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what I would like to see, then, if this is the case and this is what we're talking about. I would like to see some type of scoop and score for six or That's a pick what I said. six. Yeah, pick six. You know, something like that. Scoop and score, you know, punt return. Yeah, you know what? I mean, That's Garrett one Wilson area. Might take one back this That's week. one I mean, area he's, he's that we need to away. see more production out of yeah. is our return game. Yep. Yeah. Garrett Wilson was finally back out there as a starter. I've been calling that for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff he that we're going to be, be out there, man. breaking down against Rutgers because I guarantee there's not going to be a lot of other interest about what happens on the field. Okay. We're going to be right back here next Monday talking about a much bigger game, Stoney. You don't have to do it. It's Rutgers, okay? You don't have to knock on wood. <laughs> Dude, I lost to Purdue way too many times. <laughs> going in, they were just as bad. I mean, not just no, they as weren't. bad. I know, but you no, in your mind weren't. they were. No. I'm, still, I'm just going to say it anyway. We're going to be right back here next Monday getting ready for Penn State after another win, Ohio State. Number oh, yeah. Top-ranked team in the country, 9-0. They will be 10-0 after Saturday at Rutgers. That's Anthony Schlegel. That's Jake Stoneburner. This is Mike Doss. I am just Austin Ward. This has been Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. We'll see you next time.